Our text for today comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew. I invite you to listen now for the word of the Lord. This is Jesus speaking. Beware of practicing your righteousness before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And then whenever you fast, do not look somber like the hypocrites, for they mark their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the word of the Lord. Pray with me. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to go snowboarding in the backcountry uh, of Colorado. The, the terrain and the particular season uh, were dangerous enough that year to warrant uh, avalanche uh, safety gear and uh, training. And of all the things I learned um, during that training, one startling statistic still stands out to me. Uh, I learned that by participating in avalanche training, I had statistically increased my chance of being buried in an avalanche. <laughs> Which, as you can imagine, I did not love learning. Um, now, at that moment, I had the choice to say, you know what? I don't really like those odds. I'm going to pass on this opportunity. And did I make that decision? No. No, I did not. And so, when I read in our Lenten book, Low Anthropology, how Dave Zoll described the human condition as having a built-in bias against our own flourishing, I knew immediately uh, what he was talking about. And maybe you've had an experience like that as well. But since that experience, uh, I have become fascinated by avalanches. And since it is winter everywhere else, except for here, at the moment, I am reading all about them. I read every detailed report of every avalanche in the state of Colorado. And what stands out when you read these reports is that the primary problem with avalanches is not nature. The primary problem uh, with avalanches is human. It's very human. Uh, it's not that people don't know how to tell whether terrain is dangerous or the weather is too dangerous to travel through. Uh, it's not a failure of having the right information. The problem is, is far more tragic, unfortunately, than that. It turns out that humans 
are often prone to act against their own self-interests. We are uh, susceptible creatures, uh, sometimes bullheaded, often uh, overconfident, and we regularly pretend that everything is fine, even when it isn't. At this point, you might be wondering, what do avalanches have to do with Ash Wednesday? Not anything directly, <laughs> and so it's a fair question. But I think that what the avalanche experts recommend uh, to avoid getting buried or caught in, in the backcountry actually applies to our lives generally. It's called heightened situational awareness. Heightened situational awareness, which is a really fancy way of saying, remember that you are mortal. Remember that you are mortal. Without this heightened situational awareness, people tend to make really poor decisions that have massive consequences. It's true for skiers and snowboarders in the backcountry, but it's also true for each and every one of us here today. Of course, uh, in the day in and day out stakes of our lives, um, it's, they're not usually as high as getting buried in an avalanche, and I'll grant you that, but there are moments, there are moments in each of our lives when we are not aware of our situation, when we forget our mortality, when we ignore the built-in bias against our own flourishing, when we pretend that everything is fine, even when deep down we know that it isn't. And the results are rarely good. And so as we receive the sign of the cross on our foreheads, uh, in just a few minutes, we will hear, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is a time for us to have a heightened situational awareness, to remember not only our mortality, not only our finitude, but also this uh, bias that we all carry within ourselves against our own flourishing, which scripture calls sin. And there's no shame uh, in admitting this. In fact, accepting that this is our reality is the one thing that opens us up to receiving God's grace. In our reading for today, Jesus warns us not to practice our piety in front of others. The reason seems pretty straightforward, right? Showing off is a form of hypocrisy. It's a form of self-righteousness. And Jesus says that it's better to give privately, uh, fast discreetly. It's better to go into a closet to pray rather than risk being a show-off. But what Jesus is really warning us about is the danger of pretending. It's an example of very poor situational awareness. And ultimately, Jesus knows that it will eventually bury us with shame and guilt and regret. And this warning, um, it's an odd passage to read on Ash Wednesday, right? But it couldn't come at a better time than at the beginning of Lent, which as you know, is a season of fasting. It's a, a season of spiritual discipline. This instinct uh, to pretend runs so deep in us that according to Jesus, we can take something good, we can take something sacred, something like prayer, something like fasting, something like giving to the poor, and we can corrupt it. 
And as wonderful as this season can be for our faith, and truly, uh, I truly do think that there is a lot of opportunity in the next six weeks for us all to deepen our faith. There's, always, there's also a risk. There's also a risk that we turn uh, our own spiritual devotion into a way that we uh, prove to God that we really are righteous, that we really are worthy of love and grace. But this only makes things worse. St. Augustine once wrote that God is always greater, however much we may have grown. God is always greater, however much we may have grown, which is a reminder that no matter how mature we become in our faith, we will never escape our need for grace. Thankfully, uh, with each warning Jesus gives about the dangers of pretending, he also gives us some relief. God sees your motivation and your heart, Jesus tells us. God knows and rewards the spirit with which you uh, engage your faith, which means that uh, however you engage the next 40 days of Lent, even though you might fool yourself, even though you might fool others, you won't fool God. And while that might sound like a, a serious threat, I actually think that that is really, really good news because it means that we can give up pretending to be better. We can give up pretending to be holier. We can give up pretending to be more righteous than we actually are. We can give up pretending that we have it all together. We can realize our limits and we can accept that we are sinners in need of grace. That is our situation. And if you can accept that, and if you can begin from there, then what you'll realize is that any new change, any new habit, any new result that might come over the next six weeks will be purely because of the grace of God in your life. And so as you receive the ashes here in just a moment, I pray, I pray that it is a, an occasion of a heightened situational awareness. Yes, you are mortal. Yes, you are a sinner. But you are also forgiven. You are also accepted. And you are also loved. In life and death, we belong to God who is always greater, however much we may have grown. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.